That's right, folks. It's another episode of the Razzball Fantasy Football Podcast discussing the 2023 NFL Free Agency. Today, we're going to be breaking down the AFC North, and the biggest one of all is Lamar Jackson. Is he going to return to Baltimore? We're going to discuss all that and more of the AFC North Free Agents. We're also going to talk a little bit about maybe, maybe Lamar Jackson. Hot take, maybe he gets traded to Indy. I like it. Shane Steichen, what he did with Jalen Hurts. I absolutely love that fit if they can't get him re-signed in Baltimore. But what does that mean for Baltimore if he leaves? We're going to get all that and more. Before we do, make sure you follow us across the board, at Razball Fantasy on YouTube, IG, and TikTok. And, of course, make sure you jump over to Razball.com, folks. We are doing fantastic work on the written side. We do baseball, hockey, basketball, and football. So any sport you need all year long, we're jumping over to Razball.com and check it out. But today's show is the AFC North Free Agency Preview, starting right now. All right, we're bringing in the the one of my old favorites here. At this point, guys <laughs> are old friends from a lot way back in the day. I think it was like last summer. But listen, at this point, our friendship has aged like a fine wine. You can follow her at Gladys L. Tyler on Twitter. Gladys, what's going on? Hey, how are you? I'm good, Gladys. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about your division. I know you're a Steelers fan, so we're going to talk hey. a little bit about the Steelers. We're going to talk a little bit about the AFC North free agent preview, and we're already jumping into Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, and we I want to just quickly talk about, of course, Lamar Jackson is the absolute headliner of this group, but there are some other names here. We got Demarcus Robinson, who ended up being like the de facto number one. A couple guys like Kenya Drake, who filled in the receiving role, Sammy Watkins, Justice Hill, who I feel like is a, a lifer in Baltimore, you know, opening up some maybe additional opportunities for those guys like Gus Edward, J.K. Dobbins. Ben Powers, left guard. So there's a couple key names here, of course, but buried the league long enough. What's your thoughts on Lamar Jackson and the rest of this Ravens free agency class? Well, as far as Lamar Jackson goes, as a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, I hope that he doesn't return to Baltimore. Baltimore's like 8 and 13. It's very, it's very big of you. <laughs> That's what I do. Um, like the Ravens are like 8 and 13 with Lamar not in the lineup. So I'm really, really good with those stats. And um, – I, I honestly think they're going to franchise him. I think they're going to yeah. put a franchise tag on him, and I don't think he's going to play on the franchise tag. Here's my thing. I understand Lamar is his own agent, which is really great. Like, cut out that middleman. Don't get the 33 and 33.3%. But I think that when you're your own agent, like, I know when people tell me, hey, it's not personal, it's personal, you know? And and yeah. I, I'm, I'm afraid $100 million and you want that guaranteed money, it's going to be personal because – you know, they're signing other guys to big contracts and they're not signing Lamar. I would take it personally, too. I don't think he's going to play for Baltimore, but I do think they're going to franchise him. And I think he's going to sit out. That's my big take on it. Um, if he does go anywhere, uh, I actually think it's the best spot would be Atlanta, not um, Indy. But, you know, that's just me. I think with uh, London and Pitts, you know how much he loves. Pitts would automatically become a fantasy star because we know Lamar likes throwing it to the tight end. So. Atlanta would be the spot, but I don't think Lamar's playing this year. I, I think that that's interesting because here's the other problem, right? So there's that Deshaun Watson contract looming over everyone's head now, right? Deshaun <laughs> Watson gets this five-year, $230 million fully guaranteed contract, Jeez. and now all of a sudden, Lamar Jackson's like, I'm MVP. I, I, I des- if anybody deserves that, it's me. And yeah. I understand that. But the problem is once you go from there, it gets cut in half. That's – Russell Wilson got 124 million guaranteed at signing. You have Kyler Murray at 103. I haven't heard any concrete 
information about where Lamar lands, where he wants his. Does he want to be fully guaranteed, or is he saying, I just want 150? Let me guarantee the first three years at 50 million a year, and then the last two years we'll figure it out. I don't I know. Heard, I haven't heard that. So I heard today I, that what he wants is a fully guaranteed. That's what he's holding out for. I just, that's not going to happen. I just don't see it happening. Like, and so Cleveland screwed everybody. Cleveland, yeah, just like, uh, up well, I don't blame Cleveland. How horrible it's been for them at quarterback. I would have said, and they could, <laughs> I don't blame Cleveland's a loophole. Let them have their good quarterback. But here's the other aspect of this whole thing Todd Monken is the new OC there. Right. And when I tell you it's too, it's a brand new style of offense. It's not even close. Greg Roman ran this very run-heavy scheme, a lot of tight ends, a lot of running backs. Todd Monken is not that guy, <laughs> yeah. okay? So just – just I looked this up. So the three years in Tampa Bay when he was OC, they averaged over 600 pass attempts per season. The Ravens are under – they're 486 the four years with Lamar the last four years. So it's a huge difference. So they're going to be throwing more. And my thing is forget about the, the salary cap right now. They have $27 million, just under $27 million of under the cap, which is great, but all that money is going to go to Lamar, whether it's franchise tag or contract, they need to rebuild that receiving core. Because yeah. if you think Todd Mock and you think Mike Evans, Sean Jackson, Chris Godwin, Adam Humphreys, you know, they were airing that ball out using their receivers. They're going to have to rebuild that receiving core behind Rashad Bateman. And by the way, Rashad Bateman, Hello. I mean, talk about what a great, great news for him with Todd Monken. But I do agree. I do think that the Ravens, I from what I'm hearing, it sounds like they want to keep him, right? So right. it's just, could they find some middle ground where they say, we'll fully guarantee a three-year contract and say, hey, we'll give you $150 million fully guaranteed. If you want that, let's go and get it started. I don't know. But I think the bigger question is, once they, if they do get Lamar under contract, this is a brand new offense. This is brand new scheme. So that it's just going to be really impactful for what they do at the receiving core. They're going to use the – they have to also have money to sign their draft picks. So right. it's like I, I just think in my opinion, I would love to see – I like the Colts. I do like the Falcons because they have boatload of cash, the Falcons. The Falcons could yeah. give whatever he wants, and I think the Falcons also have an offense with Arthur Smith who's shown they will use Marcus Mariota as a runner, and now it's just going to be on steroids with Lamar Jackson. So they have that type of scheme that could be adaptable for him. But any other thoughts about the Ravens, Lamar, before we move on? Uh, about Lamar? No. I just I, – I wish him good. I think he – I don't know if I think anyone deserves $45 million – a year guaranteed, I, I, no matter what you do. I mean, I, I think that's just a shit ton of money for anyone. But I, I hope he gets what he wants, but I don't think he's going to get it from Baltimore. And as a Steelers fan, I'm okay with that. I'm in that lane. You go, but... be... <laughs> Let's jump down to the next team. And now, the Cincinnati Bengals are another team that has a lot of cap space, but you got to remember that looming contract for Joe Burrow. Tomorrow. Joe Burrow is not getting paid big money yet, and he's due for a contract. So, yes, they have about $37 million in cap space, but that's essentially gone when you factor in Joe Burrow. Now, that makes these free agents actually kind of interesting. You have Hayden Hurst, who is their main uh, tight end this season. He was ninth in the NFL in routes run per game. That's pretty good for a tight end. You also have Samaje P. Ryan, who popped up for some big performances, but also was their main third down back. Does that open up some opportunities for Joe Mixon in that as a pass catcher? Does there another running back like Chris Evans on the roster take that role? I don't know. Um, then you have some other guys like Drew Sample and, and, and Williams as well as the tight end and running back. So it could be a complete shakeup. What's your first thoughts when you look at these Bengals free agents in 2023? That I think that they are their free agent money. 
um, their cap money, I think, is going to be set aside for both Burrow and Chase because I, I believe Chase can negotiate a contract next year. He's not his contract isn't up, but he can negotiate his contract next year. So, um, what I'm hearing or what I've heard is that Mixon might be on on the uh, the trade block that they to save cap space trade Nick Mixon out. I think they should keep Samaj P. Ryan. I mean, I think they can get him at a lot less than they're paying out for Mixon, even if they get rid of him and have to hit that cap hit. Um, Hayden Hurst, Burrow isn't um, tight end friendly so much. So get get one of the tight ends out of the draft. You pay him rookie, and then you have your money saved over for Burrow and Chase next year because that's, you know, face it, those are the two that you care about. Nobody else really matters in that offense, quite honestly. And um, their offensive line, if they hadn't gotten hurt, was they were doing all right. I mean, they can pick up a couple guys, but yeah, I don't, I don't see why you would keep Hayden Hurst around. I don't even know why you keep mixing around if you can trade him and possibly free up some cap space when you have P Ryan and you can probably get him at a discount. So, so the thing with. Joe Mixon is they can actually save about four and a half million dollars against the cap this year if they cut him, but he still holds like a five and a half million dollar dead cap hit. It's next year where they have a team option where they right. actually could they could get rid of him next year. Now, the biggest thing I think the bigger problem is like you're right, but I think that an underlying theme here is T. Higgins. Like T. Higgins is a guy that could be a free agent next season. They're not going to be able to pay him, Chase. And also Joe Burrow, along with keeping this line intact, because they did put a lot of money in. So I think there's a lot of rumors about T. Higgins potentially being a trade target this offseason to get some picks back for Cincinnati. I'm not 100% sure about that. I don't know. But from my perspective is, number one, it doesn't seem like they have the luxury of going out and getting, uh, you know, bringing back Hayden Hurst, bringing back Samaj P. Ryan, unless they're getting really team-friendly deals. If they sign Joe Burrow this offseason, technically they have him for another season, before they have to worry about signing him to that big contract, I get that. But I think my biggest thing here is, what does this mean for guys like Joe Mixon? If if Joe Mixon does not beat out Chris Evans for passing game work, we should be really concerned. <laughs> Joe Mixon was supposed to be like a legit three-down back, but Samaje Piran kept him off the field on third downs. The other mm-hmm. thing, too, is the tight end position in this offense was good. So in fantasy football, you know Hayden Hurst wasn't necessarily a dominant tight end, but he had his moments. What if a guy comes in like a Gerald Everett type player or another type of tight end that gets an opportunity here? It's something to watch. I think that is there is opportunity there. But like you said, the good points, they could cut Joe Mixon. We have this is going to be an interesting offseason, especially if they sign Joe Burrow and that cap space is all gone. Yeah. Right, and, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say go ahead. Before we jump to the Cleveland Browns, go ahead. No, I mean the the tight end free agency isn't except for Evan Ingram, isn't really that great this year and uh Kiseki had a horrible year I think Kiseki you could get him at a reasonable price and he would work in that offense because you know he doesn't want to block he just wants to catch you get rid of Higgins you have Kiseki I I like Kiseki in that offense yeah it's not a bad call I mean the other thing too is Hayden Hurst they could probably get him back pretty cheap. I mean, I don't yeah. think Hayden Hurst – if they feel <laughs> that they can't upgrade the position. But Jaziki is definitely someone that would be a good one there as well. Let's jump down to the Cleveland Browns. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Browns. Oh, uh, the Browns. Speaking of the Browns and their 
they're huge. Well, the good news for the Browns is they have Deshaun Watson under contract. <laughs> uh, the problem is, problem is they're fourteen million dollars over the cap heading into the offseason. so they need to cut bait. And when me and um, Matthew Mateo were doing the AFC Cap Casualty episode, a lot of their heavy hitters like Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Nick Chubb are the guys where they would save money. So I would expect some restructuring because I don't see them getting rid of those guys, but. There's some of the, some of the key things that stand out, of course, is Kareem Hunt. Like, where is he going to play in 2023? I think that's a huge one there. What does this also mean for Nick Chubb? Dearness jo- uh, Johnson does seem like a guy they might be able to retain, but he showed very well, and he might want to become a starter. He's like, hey, man, I want to go out and prove myself. Could he move on? What does that mean for Nick Chubb? Does he begin, become more of a three-down back instead of splitting work with Nick Chubb? I mean, Kareem Hunt, that could yeah. be big time for Chubb. Um and then the other one I, I thought was kind of interesting here was Jacoby Brissett. Like, Brissett played pretty well as a backup this year, but he played well as a starter. He, believe it or not, he was a little better than Sean Watson was. So yeah. I think I think Brissett is – I think a team that might be interested in a guy like Brissett is the Raiders. Uh, because of his ties to the Patriots, they do look – might need someone to compete with, like, a Stidham if they don't want to spend up for a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo or even higher up like Aaron Rodgers. What's your thoughts on the Browns? Any fee, Any takeaways from what you learned with their free agents? Um, first of all, I learned that uh, Watson's cap hit is the largest cap hit that they will that has ever been in the NFL. Like his cap hit's like fifty five thousand, fifty five million dollars. So they really have kind of hurt themselves. I think Brissett. I would like Brissett to go to somewhere because we know he's like a, a stopgap. I would like him to go to somewhere like Houston. Houston has all the money. They have all the the couple. They have the first, second, third, fourth pick in the draft, get a quarterback, Brissett plays for one year. He's fantasy relevant, depending on the matchup, a streamer, two quarterback leagues, you can play him. I want Brissett to go somewhere. I don't want him to go to the Raiders. I I, I want him to go to, um, I want him to go to Houston. I think that Houston is going to really load up. I mean, they have the money, they have the draft picks. Brissett can play one year, be good fantasy relevant for that one year. I like that. As far as, um, Hunt. I don't think Hunt's staying there. I think Hunt wants to be a starter, and he's not going to be a starter with Nick Chubb. And I think, yeah, I think it. I think it helps Chubb's value in fantasy um, if Kareem Hunt is gone because there's not even the thought of like putting Kareem Hunt in. But I, I, I mean, Watson didn't really show much, and his his lowering the fantasy value on himself lowers the fantasy value on everyone else on that team. So uh, I'm not. Thinking that Cleveland is going to be at least for the first, you know, few first half of the season fantasy relevant. He's been out a year. I mean, everyone was like, "Oh, it's going to be great." He can He he didn't play for a year, and this oh, is, yeah. a, you know, I I don't think this is a sport like riding your bicycle where it's like, "Oh, okay, I'll just get back in and start slinging it to everybody." We know Brissett did play like you said. Brissett played better than he did. Brissett was a better fantasy asset than Deshaun Watson when Deshaun Watson came back. So. Let Brissett go. Let him play somewhere where he's going to be a starter. Houston, preferably. Um, even like the Colts, maybe, but because they have that big USC guy. But um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't see Cleveland as a fantasy out of the AFC North as a fantasy. Whoa, uh, you know, wow. Let's just pick up a couple of Cleveland Brown players. You know, I got to say this though. I think you hit on something that's important. I think Deshaun Watson's lackluster play is going to give you discounts next offseason. I yes. think that Amari Cooper and David Njoku are going to be complete studs. I think that Watts is going to play 10 times better 
by the way, and this guy was not only and listen, I'm not condoning anything he did. I don't know what he did. I have no idea right. what the real story is. But my point is, he had a lot of shit going on. The it's like now he can have an off season where it's gone, it's done, and he could focus on football. And the, and he got paid, by the way. So yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So like he's got money. He's got his time. Like I think that now he could. Let's see how the off season goes. But I think that you're going to get a buying opportunity in Cleveland. But I am interested a little bit in where Cream Hunt goes because. Uh, you know, this guy is a very, very talented runner. Like he's very good. He's all around. The problem is the question is he kind of had this big time issue and why he got cut from the chiefs. You know, he's, it's not like he's going to go back to Kansas city. He's not going to, it's not like he has ties to that old coaching staff. Like where is a team that needs, like, could he be a cheap option for the Raiders? I keep bringing them up, but like if they don't want to go, if Josh Jacobs is going to cash in big from his season, does the Raiders go get a guy like Kareem Hunt? Or, like, who's the coaching staff that's going to take a chance on this guy? Or do we all forgive him for what he did now, and, he, and he's going to get whatever starting job? Is there a starting spot for him in on a team that you could think off the top of your head that you really like? Buffalo, if they don't, if they don't retain Devin Singletary. They yeah, have Cooks, but Cooks, yeah. Cook's not a three down back. I, I, I would like yeah. him in Buffalo. And um, I don't think they're going to retain Singletary. They might, but... Mm-hmm. I like him in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm trying to think for fantasy football purposes. Like <laughs> I would love to see, like, like I, like I like I want to see what they could do with Tyler Algier. But the Falcons make a ton of sense with Arthur Smith and how they run the football. You know, in you know, Cordell Patterson and company. But I, I just was curious because like the Bills would be an awesome one too because of that offense. Right, that's a good call. I like that one a lot. All right, let's jump down to your Steelers. Now the Steelers. This is going to be a sexy conversation, folks, because there really isn't a lot of sexy free agents. But I don't. This is one of the things that I want to t- you to take away from this episode on my end. Okay. Continuity and sometimes the fact that there's nothing going on is the best thing for fantasy yeah. football. It's the same coach. It's the same offensive line. It's the same starters. You're going to have Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris, Jalen Ward, George Pickett, Deontay Johnson, Pat Firemuth. The core guys are all under contract and all coming back. And they're not like disgruntled stars. These are young players that are on their rookie deals, and Deontay Johnson just got paid. And I think that this is a type of offense where now if Kenny Pickett could take that leap, no one's going to get excited about the Steelers this offseason because it's going to kind of go under the radar. They don't have any money. They have zero cap to spend. They don't have any free agents that are notable. People are going to forget that this level of continuity, if Kenny Pickett takes any step in his second year with Matt Canada – we're talking gold mine with these because these are stud players. But what's your thoughts about the Steelers? Any thoughts about the lack of free agents or anything you're looking for them to do this offseason? Uh, I'm not looking for them to do a damn thing this offseason. I'm looking for them to uh, stay Mike Tomlin consistent. Um, if they, it's too, I don't think they're going to get rid of Matt Canada. So everyone that's clamoring for Matt Canada to go, uh, they're just like hitting their heads against the wall. But I still think that the offense is going to be sneakily good in fantasy. I think Kenny Pickett is going to be someone that you're going to be able to pick up in the late, late rounds. And as long as he has Pickens and as long as he has um, Najee and as long as he has Deontay, I think he's going to be okay. Pat Fireman too. I there's not one of the offensive guys that I would pass up on if they fell to me in the Steelers offense. Really curious where these guys fall 
I'm oh. gonna be watching. I'm gonna be watching their their ADPs. I don't expect. I think George. I, this is my hot take. I think okay. George Pickens is gonna be the higher drafted player because he's the hot name. He's the younger guy. Right. He makes the flashier plays. But the guy you're gonna want in fantasy football is Deontay Johnson because he's or gonna be Friedman. super consistent. Yeah, no, I'm saying from the receiving core. But yeah, oh, Byron okay. is gonna be great too. I love that one. But the one thing I'm gonna say is this: Zach Gentry doesn't sound like a big name. But he was the tight end to this season, and he yeah. was the primary blocking tight end. However, if you look at – and I just wanted to – I was curious. The games where he played less than 50% of the snaps, we saw an uptick in production for Pat Firemuth. It makes – it does sound obvious, but it was actually a factor. We saw his targets go from 6.5 overall to 7.2. His yardage went up. His touchdowns went up slightly. So there is a little bit of a bump potentially if a guy like Gentry and he gets more responsibilities in blocking and he's more of an every down player. This could be a slight bump for Firemuth going into next season. Before we go, Gladys, I want to give you the last word. Any final thoughts? Um, my final thoughts on the AFC North is pay close attention to the offensive line in Baltimore, um, especially with Powers. Uh, he... He was good. Left guard, he's the left guard. He was good. Even though Pro Football Focus had him as the link link on that offensive line. Um, if he goes see who they put in, pay close attention to what the Browns do with Brissett. Because if they bring him back, I have a feeling that it, it it's going to cause more ripples than people like everyone's expecting the Aaron Rodgers decision to cause ripples and the Derek Carr decision to cause ripples. And of course, the Lamar Jackson decision to cause ripples, but look for the guys that people aren't naming. Those are going to be the ones that are going to cause the most ripples. I think the ones that are, I, are flying under the radar. I actually do want Jacoby to go somewhere and get a yeah. shot. I, I think Watson's the guy he, they pay him way too much money for him not to be the guy. <laughs> like, honestly, like he's the guy, but I think from my biggest takeaways, like Lamar Jackson, I'm kind of excited. I think the Ravens are saying all the right things, but it, sometimes like, I'm not saying Lamar Jackson can't flourish with Todd Monken, but he's not the prototypical drop back quarterback for a guy like Monken. So I will say that it we'll see Falcons Colts, interesting tra trade nuggets there. The Bengals, I honestly, I think at this point you're watching this team is Joe Burrow going to get paid. What does this mean for the rest of the team? Is there a ripple effect for T. Higgins? Does he have to go? Do they have to, you know, let Samaj P. ride? Do they cut Joe Mixon? So I think that's another fun team. The Browns, I think, are going to be kind of like, where does Kareem Hunt go? And I think, does is that allow Nick Chubb to take another step at fantasy football? Because he was a part-time passing game player. Does he take another step with Hunt away? And finally, with the Steelers, like I said before, just boring is the best for fantasy, baby. Continuity across the board, and I want to thank you again, Gladys. Before you close out, where can people find your content? Where else can they find your stuff? Let the people know what you're writing about this off season. So, in the off season, I am for Rasball writing about free agents and IDP players. So, if you don't scoff on the defense, you need to know what the IDP players are doing. You need to know what the defense is doing because that's going to impact your offense. For going for two, I'm writing on free agents on the offensive side of the ball. And then for Rotoballer, I'm just writing on um, the draft people coming up and a couple articles on Lamar Jackson. But um, I think that is going to be, I think, you know, what the franchise opened today, the franchise tag window open today, I think that's yep. going to settle pretty soon on him because so they can decide what they're going to do. 
And then, of course, every other, what is today? Tuesday. Every Tuesday. other Tuesday, come see me at Raspall right here. Right oh, here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, we will be back, and I will be back later this week. We're digging up, I don't even want to say grave because it's a little gory, but I'm, big, I'm digging up old school Raspall. Feed on to come on the show to talk more about free agents. We'll be breaking down. Make sure you subscribe, hit the button, follow, leave a comment, leave your comment where you think Lamar Jackson will play in 2023. But we'll be breaking down every division over the next few weeks. We also have a bunch of great content coming for the NFL draft. We're really excited. So join us at Rasball Fantasy on YouTube. Jump over to IG and TikTok. I do the most ridiculous shit on TikTok now. I am trying to. No, he's not. So I have okay. not. I should. Not. That's probably why the numbers are down because yeah. I gotta get my dog on there. Senior son, he needs to be on. <laughs> yes, I will get on that as well. And of course, make sure you go to rasball.com. I want to thank my co-host again today, Gladys. You can follow our Gladys L. Tyler on Twitter. Make sure you follow myself at Bobby Lamarco, and we are out of here. Out of here. <laughs>